Hey everybody, welcome to Easy Operations, episode 14. My name is Rond, and I'm joined this week by James. What's up? And Mondo. Hey, what's going on? All right, guys. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Um, lately, I've been uh, fixing my motorcycle. Uh, I do like to ride, so um, there was a factory recall on my 2009 Suzuki Gladius, taking it in this Saturday, and I'm going to fix my tires, finally. And uh, yeah, gave it a good wash, and uh, I'm really happy. Hopefully, I can start riding again. What's the recall about? Um, there's like a moisture buildup, so the um, there's an electrical issue where the uh, motorcycle itself stalls randomly. <laughs> That kind of sounds so unsafe. Not, yeah, very unsafe. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do this. Yeah, you should definitely get those recalls taken care of. I'm going to give everyone a little public service announcement. Everybody, these recalls are free. They don't charge you at the dealership. Get them taken care of. It could be a safety issue. A lot of people don't actually follow up on these recalls. They think that they're going to get charged for the service and things like that. Or they simply don't know about it because maybe they don't go to a dealership and they don't get it maintained there. But Something to keep in mind when you're buying a used car or if you have one, just uh, make sure you look out for recalls. For sure. Yep. All right. What else, Mondo? Um, then I uh, started taking care of myself a little bit, uh, starting lifting uh, light weights. Uh, basically, you got your five to about 15 pounders, you know, doing uh, little squats with whatever I have here at home. So uh, little by little. That's yeah. cool to hear, Mondo. Sounds like you are getting back to full health now. Uh, just about, yes. Yeah, just man, you got to start somewhere. I got some 10-pounders, and uh, it's funny how the position you lift those things can really change it. Like, I can do, a, like, a little bicep curl, no problem. But when I'm trying to do, I don't know what it's called, when you just kind of st- spread your wings as if they were, you were going to put them sideways, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when you lift it, like, that's just a huge difference, and all of a sudden, it feels like it weighs more. <laughs> you should also try the exercise where you kind of hold the weight. Um, I don't know if you have kettlebells or, or just a regular barbell. If you were to... Pull up like a gunslinger and then just stretch your arm straight with it and then put it back kind of like you're holstering. That's another kind of workout that it's does muscles you're not even aware about. Even though it's the same weight that you can normally curl, it's like a totally different uh, feeling and struggle to <laughs> to get that muscle up and running. Hey, I remember those. <laughs> All right. Well, good for you, Mono. Good stuff. What about you, James? Uh, not much. Just this past weekend, just went on a quick uh, day trip to Mexico. Had some awesome lobster at uh, Lobsterville in uh, Mexico. Basically, just went down there. There's a there's a highly rated lobster place there called Puerto Nuevo Number One. Highly recommended if you guys want some bombed lobsters for relatively good price. It was about twenty five dollars a lobster. They're pretty big, um, but these lobsters are fried uh, and they're already cooked for you, and it was super delicious. And then Ooh, on the way, fried lobster. Yes, so wow. so good. And then they give you. Uh, uh, you know, all the amenities with it. So you get the butter, you get, uh, uh, guacamole. What's been, what I've been, you know, unanimously impressed with just for anywhere that I ate down there in Mexico is that it seems like all the tortillas are like handmade right then and there. So it's like ultra delicious. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain those tortillas there. Yeah. They're kind of thick, right? They're a little thick, but I mean, like, I don't know. They just taste more fresh. I don't know what it is. It just, I guess because I mean, they, they do probably are handmade, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah you see them make it right then and there, and it's it's like it's hard to beat. I I, I can't say that I can. I've had that such a good tortilla experience in uh, America. And then uh, on the way back, we hit up uh, a taco place called uh, Tacos El Gordo. Uh, there's actually two locations here in California: one in San Diego and one in 
um, Las Vegas. And this is my first time going to the, I guess this is the original location in Tijuana, which is the Tijuana style uh, tacos. And I actually prefer it over the American versions either. I think it's because they give more meat. What's the difference? Uh, oh, like I mentioned, they gave more meat um, mm-hmm. in the tacos. I'm not sure. If they're, they seem like thicker cuts. And they seem to be, uh, like I mentioned, the tortillas are made right then and there. So oh, it yeah. just it adds a little bit of an extra taste to it. And also, I think it's a little cheaper. I believe the peso there is uh, our dollar is pretty good. So it's about a, a little bit above dollar for per taco, which is not too different from here. But um, for the amount you're getting, I think the, the quality to quantity ratio uh, was excellent. Well, I think that's a great deal because I had a, a five dollar taco I got over the weekend. So <laughs> for one, for one, yes, taco? sir, yes, sir. It was one man. of these little uh, street trucks that was outside of a brewery. And, oh, uh... yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but that's a street truck. They they overcharge. And yes, they do. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey man. So I highly recommend it if you guys ever have time to get down there. Another pro tip: if you are going down there, make sure to bring your passport card because uh, there are two lines. Um, for returning back to America, the ones when you have your card, it's a little quicker. I would say maybe 40 minutes to uh, an hour, <laughs> which is still pretty long. But uh, if you have just your just passport or just documents, it's going to take about at least a couple hours just to get back home um, because they have to do all the verification process. So uh, I recommend bringing passport card if you guys ever get head down there. Oh, man. I just got a regular passport, so... Oh, passport card. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, no. Any of you guys have passport cards? No, no, I just got a regular no, passport. Yeah. Oof, it's going to take you guys a while to get back. Just Oof. FYI. That's my hesitation for uh, going I down I might there. stay down there if it's going to take that long. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Sorry, pretty much it for me. All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mentioned I bought my taco. I went to a brewery. This is Boomtown Brewery. This is in the Arts District of Los Angeles. Um, I highly recommend it. I only got a chance to try one beer there, but it was excellent. And it's a nice vibe. It's low-key. They had a DJ there. I was on a Saturday night, free to get in. Uh, the beer's at a reasonable price and uh, just nice, cool place. And that L.A. is becoming really this nice kind of uh, you know, focal point of a lot of great breweries and, and specifically within the Arts District in Little Tokyo area. So if you're into beers, I highly recommend you take some of the uh, tours of the beer breweries around there. So, yep. That sounds um, good. It's yeah, like man. Angel City is right there at Little Tokyo as well. Oh, Angel City. There's Arts District. There's, um, if you go a little bit further out, there's Iron Triangle. There's um, Mumford. And then Boomtown, as I mentioned. So, uh, yeah, just a ton of stuff within a couple mile radius there. Um, and I think for the most part, that was about it. I just tried a couple of restaurants in uh, in the valley here. So, uh, but, uh, you know, most of the time it was just kind of catching up on my shows and, uh, and I went ahead and, uh, went to go see the, well, I didn't go see it. This was on Netflix. I watched kind of preparing myself for the glow TV show that, uh, just came out on Netflix. I wanted to prepare myself with uh, a documentary. I wanted to get the full story of what this was. And this is called glow, the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. This is a 2012 documentary. Um, not too long, but an hour and a half. And uh, you had uh, a lot of the original cast there kind of giving their story on how it was. And I really enjoyed this documentary. It, it talks about kind of the the pros and the cons of it. You got to really get a feel for the uh, the wrestlers and that they didn't really come from this wrestling background. And uh, kind of has a couple of touching moments. And uh, one, one thing that surprised me is uh, I didn't realize that the, the WWE wrestler uh, Ivory... Uh, got her start in uh, Glow. So, um, yeah. 
I would, that, I would highly recommend awesome. this documentary. I saw you this too, and uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, interesting how Ivory was more of the one that was actually interested in the wrestling compared to the other females uh, that joined that uh, federation. Yeah, then what was she? Tina Ferrari, I think, was her uh, stage name or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I enjoyed it too. I honestly think it wasn't that well produced. I guess you could say it felt very kind of low budget documentary. But yeah, if this is a subject that you're interested in. Uh, definitely recommend that. Yeah, for sure. It's it's not like you know it didn't have all types of sources and all that, but uh, uh, you know for what it had, it was it was a pretty solid one. It's an interesting subject. If, yeah, you know, but you have to be looking forward to learning about that. Yeah. Um, and did any of you guys watch movies this weekend? Nothing no, new. No movies. No. All right. Well, let's get into TV shows. We may as well talk about Glow since we're on the subject. Um. I'm going to hold my comments for the end. Why don't one of you guys start with this? Uh, I, want to, I want to hear what you say, have to say about this show. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll start, I guess. Uh, basically, I thought this uh, was a great show. I mean, it's it's loosely based on the uh, actual events of the actual Glow series. So, uh, you know, creatively, they're taking their own uh, story, I guess, if you will, for the, uh, for the show. Um, I'm just happy to see uh, little things. Uh, as a wrestling fan, you know, I got, you know, little... Uh, cameos by uh, independent wrestlers or some WWE notable noticeable wrestlers like you know Alex Riley who was playing the guy uh, Steel Horse and he was against uh, one of the great independent wrestlers Joey Ryan he was a uh, Alex Riley was actually man. pretty good acting yeah, surprisingly acting. I was yeah. like wow he acted really well uh, for being a wrestler yeah and for being such a small role as well so that was really uh, awesome to see and then also what I really noticed was like the PWG arena um, was actually used in that uh, Alex Riley, you know, Joey Ryan match when they went to go see the actual uh, wrestling. So did that you was also awesome. Notice, uh, they had Carlito eating an apple. You know what? I did not. I, I was like, "What is he doing?" Because I couldn't, I couldn't see his face. But then I was like, "He has what to be a wrestler." Was that in? And he's one of the brothers. He's one of the. Oh Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's his name. Uh, how many episodes did you watch, Mond? Just for a reference point. Uh, Ten. All ten. Oh, I you're done. Wow. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Well, I did five, so that's just kind of roughly where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that episode five is really cool because that's where the uh, Alex Riley and Joey yes. Ryan match takes place. And even in episode one, we got to see Frankie Kazarian versus Christopher Christopher Daniels, which was pretty awesome. And also Johnny Mundo from, uh, you know, WWE Histon. He was a, uh, uh, was it, uh, the heck was his name again? Johnny something. Yeah, don't mention Johnny too much Nitro. more because Ron hasn't seen the second half, but there's more cameos to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just mentioning the uh, episode one, episode five. I don't want to spoil it for uh, Ron uh, throughout, but yeah, it's really awesome. All right, and James, what about you? I agree. I had a great time with this. It's, you know, I wouldn't consider it like the greatest show out there, but it's probably one of the most entertaining in a while. Um, I did prefer the second half more than the first half because, uh, you know, these characters are... I like Alison Brie, but her character is not the most likable. Um, but I did find a lot of the <laughs> other characters that they have on there uh, really interesting, really fun to watch, and you know you end up caring for some of them. Uh, I really like the Machu Picchu character. That's, that's oh yeah, uh, she's awesome. She's, she had a good arc, um, and I had a good time with that. I really like the '80s soundtrack. Uh, they're yeah, you know they're very respectable and uh, just you know true to wrestling like they do a good job of explaining 
why wrestling exists, like uh, this t- sort of entertainment, like in a respectable manner. And I appreciate it about that. They didn't like just say because it's fake or um, they have good reasons and reasonings behind, you know, this existing. And I appreciate it. And they do a good job of uh, having it just as a backdrop while the main story is really between the girls. And they all had good chemistry. Uh, highly enjoyed it. Uh, why well, didn't you like uh, Ruth, Allison Brie? Uh, her character's a little bit, I mean, it's intentional like that. It's not that I don't like her, uh, or her acting or anything like that. It's just that her, her character is not a good person, um, (laughs) initially. Um, I mean, she, she becomes likable later, uh, but I don't want to say any further, but that's the main thing. I I really liked the other characters more so than the main characters. That, that main plot line between the two girls is not the most interesting to me compared to the other plot lines that are on there. I like, really like, like the stand, the steel, uh, the one that steals the show is the director. He's funny as yeah, hell. Yeah, he's awesome. I really, yeah. I really like him. He's, he's like sleazy, scummy, and I, I enjoy his performance. Um, I highly enjoy it. So I'm going to come out kind of on the opposite here. I'm not enjoying this show, and I feel like maybe I shouldn't have watched the documentary. I feel like if I would have come into this show fresh, I would have been able to enjoy it better. I really got to like the characters, and I really wanted to see representations of them in this TV show. And this show very much goes in its own direction. And I don't know if it was for legal purposes and they couldn't really get permission from the people to duplicate some of the characters. But, you know, no, if you are a fan of this show and you're hoping to see some some people that you recognize, you're not going to see them. Well, and, this this was never advertised as yeah, a, a documentary a, or a bio. Like if this is just a uh, it just has a backdrop of the. Glow yeah, that's thing. pretty much it. And I guess that was my my confusion with it because I thought it was based on it but it's going to take its own direction but you're going to see some of the original characters here and so that that was the part of it was just kind of not being able to see similar characters there are some similarities in some of the characters right they're inspired by yeah they're inspired like machu picchu would be mount fuji Mm -hmm. uh you know not mount fuji mount fiji i'm sorry right liberty Uh, bell is americana yeah yeah but uh so that's number one and so i was really disappointed in that then, as you mentioned, James, I don't find the main character to be, to be very likable. And uh, we'll see what happens in the back half of the episodes. But it's just, I don't find her to be too, you know, compelling. And at the same time, I don't like the director. He's really <laughs> unlikable. He's and, unlikable. Uh, yeah, that. and it has this sort of like, uh, you know, like bad uh, Santa or like this... <laughs> You know, bad news bear kind of character well, where he's just that f up and you know, like well, you know. Let us know about your thoughts after because yeah. okay. he has an arc too. So okay, um, so that's, sure that's that the initial that. impressions that I'm getting of him, and uh, you know, and I just didn't like some of the characterization characterizations of, of some of the characters as they're trying to give them their stage characters. Right. Um, I don't like that. Now that being said, I'm still watching it, and and perhaps because these are real short episodes where they're half hours i can blow through half hour episodes fairly quickly and so i'm gonna see this through because so in other words it's interesting enough where i want to see where it goes but i'm not really loving the journey so far if that makes sense you may agree with me like i mentioned earlier the second half is a lot better than the first half so okay um I, it gets more interesting. It gets better in the second half, I, especially with the other characters beyond the two. I mentioned, I kind of mentioned earlier, I'm not a fan as well of Allison Bree's character as well as her plot with the blonde girl. Um, I, I forgot her name. Debbie. Yeah, Debbie. Um, it's the other characters that you know that make that show, and uh, it, it's I don't know. I, I totally 
I'm all into it because I just like Mondo said earlier, just uh, having the little cameos, is, it's kind of cool to see. It's like, oh, they, these guys, they gave them decent, substantial roles with, you know, with dialogue and they act really well. You know, they, they managed to do well, especially um, uh, uh, welfare, welfare Queen. Um, yes. awesome, awesome Kong. She's like totally awesome. I was like, wow. She's like has so much charisma in this show. Is she an actual <laughs> wrestler? Yeah, she's uh, Awesome Kong. Yeah, or she was Karma in WWE, but uh, oh. she's known to be Awesome Kong. But yeah, she's uh, awesome, highly charismatic. <laughs> I was like, wow, I was actually surprised. Okay. Why couldn't uh, WWE use any of this yeah. uh, charisma on, on, the, on the main roster? So um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Maybe I am a little biased because I, I like Mondo, are really into wrestling, and it's and it's not. I just like that they represent it in a very respectable manner. All right. Well, I'm going to keep going with it. I'll, I'll give everyone my impressions as I finish yeah, up we'll the show perhaps in, uh, next week. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up for me is uh, I got a chance to finish Handmaid's Tales. This was now a total of 10 episodes. The series finished on Hulu. They were being released from one week to the next after initially uh, debuting three episodes. And uh, I'm going to say just kind of looking at this season one as a whole, it's a fairly slow moving series. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of huge plot twists. Uh, but it's very, it's very compelling. The world that it kind of builds for you is uh, is really interesting and is dark. And uh, the acting is great from the main character, uh, played by Elizabeth Moss, I believe her name is. Mm-hmm. From Mad Men. From Mad Men, yeah. It's uh, some great acting there. And uh, just it has really great characters. And it, it really kept me compelled. And it, it, it had flashbacks. Um, you know, but... T- I don't think the book was very long, so I think some of the concern is like how far are they going to stretch this out. But uh, I'm definitely in for the next season, and uh, you know we'll see. But uh, does I, it end I, off in a, a way where there's a second season? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. uh, not so much a cliffhanger, but it's just you can tell that it's going to keep going. Like it leaves something open. Does yeah. it feel complete? Like at least you can even if there was, let's say there was no second season, does it feel like it got a lot of answers? Not really, because like I said, uh, it just didn't have this huge mystery or, you know, it was just recounting the experience of this one particular character and uh, what she's had to deal with up to that point and how she got there. Um, So, you know, I don't want to say too much, but uh, it's it's really revolves around her journey and her, you know, people that she's been around. I feel you. Yeah. All right. And uh, what about you, James? Um. Just recently, last week, they finished uh, finally Fargo season three and American Gods. Um, no, I'm going to be a little brief with it, especially since this is already over. I don't think any of you guys watched any of that, but no. uh, highly recommended by both of them. American Gods is so crazy and wild and out there, just in a visual sa- standpoint as well. It's one of the craziest shows that you'll see. Um, that, that's all I say about American Gods, and it leaves in a compelling way as well. And, and Fargo, uh, all three seasons of Fargo has been stellar, just stellar. There, I would say, to be honest, this season not as good as the last season, um, but it's very close. I would put the rank um, uh, two, one, three in terms of seasons. They're all anthologies, so you don't need to see any of them. They kind of connect in a very minor way. They do little Easter eggs, but uh, this specific tale it was excellent. Um, Ewan McGregor, he plays a double role in this. Uh, it's not a spoiler. It's just he he just plays a double ca- two characters in this, and uh, his acting is great. And I don't want to say too much about it because anything this kind of show you say 
some plot related it can spoil it but i recommend it especially if you like the other fargo and it's kind of style because it's kind of dark humor mixed with a little bit of mystery and also violence uh all combined to do a great job at it and uh you know check it out yeah i did watch uh season one and two so i definitely want to watch this but i mean oh, then you'll definitely it. like it then, yeah for sure yeah. i think it has less connection though compared to two to one because you know how two slightly like, there's like one character yeah and, but it you don't really need that to need kind that. of enjoy the it does, okay I'll, I'll tell you this about this season it doesn't have as uh weird element to it kind of like the second and first season you know how the second season near the end of it it had the kind of weird like what kind of a deus ex machina moment yeah um there's not as wild out there event like that in the third season okay that's good so I don't know if you were into that because some people, I can no, see people being turned off on that. No, I just wanted it to be a more traditional story. Um, oh, okay. So, you, so that, so can, that you didn't like that aspect of the I'm, second. I'm just season? saying it didn't really do anything for me. I didn't need it there, I but it's you. not like I hated the series because of it. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mondo, I don't believe you watched anything new, have you, on TV side? Well, what's TV? Okay, we have our answer. <laughs> All right, let's get into our news. And for TV movie news, uh, Better Call Saul was renewed for season four. Uh, James, you speak very highly of this show. Um, I got to catch up on season two. I'm still working my way through Flash. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's good because this show gets such high feedback. So, uh, yeah, are you excited about it? Most definitely. Okay. Uh, and then next up was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Netflix exclusive Okja, I believe I'm saying it right, Okja, uh, is coming out on uh, June 28th, which is today. <laughs> and uh, this is a movie that is the same director as Snowpiercer. And basically, it's the story of this girl, and I believe it's a hippo. And, <laughs> I don't know what uh, that is. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a pig? Call it like a giant pig or something. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought it looked it looked like a hippo yeah. to me. Super it's, pig. it's like a super pig, yeah. <laughs> okay, and basically, crazy stuff happens. And I think the less you know about this movie, the better. But if you like that kind of style of movie as Snowpiercer with these kind of uh, eccentric characters, you might be into this. Uh, I'm gonna check it out, especially because it's you know it's on Netflix. So yeah. Did you like Snowpiercer? I did. Yeah, yep. Snowpiercer was excellent. Uh, did you guys know that they're making a TV show off that? Oh no. I believe really? we may or may not have mentioned it in our news segment here, but uh, I'm interested in that. It's not out yet, though. No, not yet, but yeah. excited to see how they uh, expand that world. Yeah. Uh, next up was a trailer for this movie called The Greatest Showman. Uh, this movie's coming out in Christmas time, and uh, it's inspired by the imagination of P.T. Barnum. It's a musical that celebrates the birth of show business. Uh, and basically, is. Uh, P.T. Barnum, who created the circus. and uh, is, uh, it, That Barnum, is that the, like the half of Barnum and Bailey? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, it stars uh, Hugh Jackman, and I saw a number of other cameos there, I Zac believe. Efron. Yeah, Zach Efron, and... Uh, <laughs> of course, Mondo. <laughs> First hey, oh, that's his boy. <laughs> Notable for uh, Baywatch fame. <laughs> you love sexy Zach Efron. Yeah, that's the body so, I want. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to rush out to see this one. There's probably other movies I'd rather see around this time. But, uh, oh, exactly. It's it, all it seems, Christmas it seems Day. Interesting. Is there like another movie that's out on Christmas? Hey, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, wait, that's the wait, it actually comes out on Christmas Day? Yes. Did you not see the trailer? <laughs> no, I didn't see the trailer. You know I don't watch Star Wars trailers. <laughs> 
Oh, well then, you, you missed day one if you don't know when it's yeah. out. And let me just call that this movie has been officially buried. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Greatest Showman, you're done. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it looks interesting. Uh, yeah, um, I, yeah. I like the style. I like the actors in it. So, I mean, uh, it'd be cool to kind of learn about this, you know, subject of the creation of what the circus is that what it, or is it a show? Uh, basically, the circus on how uh, he puts it all together, basically yeah. like recruiting okay. and uh, traveling show. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. But I love it. It's just you know Hugh Jackman. I like these type of roles for him, especially. Mm-hmm. I think it was a uh, illusionist or something. Uh, Prestige. Prestige. There we go. They both came out like around the same time. Yeah, they were both like the magic, magic movies. <laughs> yeah. like, they kind of blend in together. So yeah, uh, I, I like the I like that, and his acting is really yeah, well. I can I'll check this out too. Um, doesn't look like terrible or anything, and it's an interesting subject, and I like the actor. So maybe Second. not a day one, but maybe a matinee. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for TV and movie news, and let's get into our video game coverage. All right. Well, for me, I was. This game, Rare Replay, on Xbox One, uh, I got this game for free when I saw the E3 press conferences on the streaming service Mixer. And they basically, if you had your account tied in to Mixer, everyone got this game for free. And I said, well, let me try this out. And, um, you know, I didn't really like this game, guys. I, I don't have that kind of nostalgia for rare games. Uh, you know, these these games were very popular in Europe and they came out on, uh, I believe, what was it? Commodore 64, James? I don't know. That's beyond my time. Yeah, the, the thing is, they really didn't come out on like Nintendo systems and the only ones that I recognized was like RC Pro-Am uh, as far as some of the old, and Battletoads. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. and so it was nice to revisit those games, but like the the collection as a whole was... It really wasn't grabbing me, and I just, you know, half the fun of these is the nostalgia and the feeling that it brings back, because I don't think they stand alone as as good games to this day, so you have to have that feeling of nostalgia, and when that's missing, it's just not fun. That being said, if you guys want free achievements, well, not free if you already own the game, basically, you just need to uh, play the game just once, just and boot it up, and each little sub-game that it has... Uh, will give you an achievement, and it's like a twenty-five point achievement. <laughs> wow! I think they all have a thousand each, right? Um, I don't know to be honest with you, but you can easily get those that initial one, and it it really does encourage you to at least try out each of the games. And uh, I did up until the ones that are on Xbox three hundred and sixty backwards compatible, because in that case, um, and this goes to the way this game is kind of set up on your system. It's it's a bit of a mess. You have a bunch of the extra games that are downloaded onto your console, but then you can get some of the games through the main Xbox Rare Replay game. It's kind of a mess. Um, but, you know, if you have some type of nostalgia for this, I would recommend it. You can probably get this for cheap nowadays. Or in my case, I got it for free. But I once I got my achievements, guys, I deleted it. <laughs> did you... Uh, uh, did What's it called? Blast Core hold up any... At all? Okay, so I did play Blastcore again for the free achievement, but I didn't have nostalgia because I didn't have this on 64. I remember it when it was out. I remember it getting good reviews. I could see the appeal to it. It looked kind of fun because he just crashed into stuff and, and you know, destroyed it. And just, it was kind of fun in that respect. So I, I could imagine this back in the day being pretty impressive, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it just, I didn't have that connection to it. Right, so it doesn't hold up. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. 
And uh, what about you, James? Uh, it's just managing my way through Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, and, and uh, how how far have you gotten this time? Um, I'm a little past. Uh, I don't know. Is it called the Provening? And then she kind of wakes up somewhere yes. else, and you got to kind of take down. Uh, you know, I guess the beast, quote unquote, whatever yeah. that tribe is after. Okay, um, I'm a little bit past that. So okay, so I think you're in where it starts to open up. Yeah. Yeah, is, it's is open it up a little bit. Is it your, changing uh, your thoughts on this so far? It's still, you... a, it's still a great game. I just think it's a little overhyped. Um, it's still a solid, you know, 8.59 to me, you know, A. But I don't know. I, maybe I was overhyped too much on everyone talking about it. But it doesn't feel too different than a Tomb Raider game to me. Uh, the side quests are okay. I didn't think it was as fascinating as you did. You know, I don't know. Because... Uh, I expected because I, I know one of uh, podcasts that we both follow kind of compared it to The Witcher, and their side quests are so different, and they were saying it's similar to that. But I didn't think it was at all. What makes Witcher so special is that every side quest uh, was very substantial, and they had their own arc, their own almost like their own little game that w- it was just as good as a um, the main story quest. In this one, it's still like fetch questy, but with a little bit you know better cutscenes involved in it. Um, I didn't. Maybe I. I wasn't impressed by that. I, like for me, it, I. I will try some of the side quests. I don't know if all of them are similar quality. Uh, maybe some get better. I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. So this is this is what I'll say about the side quests. Is that, uh, yes, if you have the ones that are kind of labeled as errands, those are the ones that are basically like fetch quests, and you got to kill a couple things. I'm right. I'm doing them because I want to like unlock every skill point. I, I do want to still 100 percent this game, right. but if you want the ones that have some kind of storyline to it, it's the really the ones that are kind of come up higher in the quest log, um, like a side quest or like a sub main objective. Right. Um, those are the ones that I would probably stick around with. But uh, yeah, I, I see what you mean about it. Uh, initially, I was just kind of getting the good stuff and. But, uh, you know, if you want to reach the highest uh, skill tiers, you probably got to do all of these. I got to so. grind all that stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it, that's fine. I don't mind that. I just, you know, this is still an excellent game. I'm not taking anything away from it. I just don't think it's to the caliber of uh, something like a Witcher to me. I still believe Witcher is the best game I've played this generation, closely followed by Zelda. So um, I was thinking that this was more like that than... Um, its own type of game, but this one feels more like a Tomb Raider esque uh, open world game than a Witcher, uh, and which is fine. That's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, gameplay is perfectly fine. Graphics are amazing. Uh, pretty great, actually. Yeah. But uh, I just was personally overhyped for it rather than um, than I should be. Maybe that, that subdued my. Uh, excitement for it, but it, I'm gonna finish it. This is something I'm definitely not something I'm gonna stop and because of that. But it's not the best game. I personally think that they making it out to me. Maybe of this year so far. I would say uh, of this year, I could I could see a case know. for it. I can see a case for that too. I would still put Zelda uh, a little above there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, but they're pretty close with each other. But I definitely put Zelda a little higher. But it's a great game. Definitely, if you have a PlayStation, I would highly recommend it as one of the first picks. To definitely- well, I, I would rank it up a little bit higher than you. I would say maybe nine. I'm I'm still having a blast with it. Um, one thing as I've kind of played a little bit more of it, I'm starting to see is that I don't feel super powerful with my weapons, and I don't. And I'm getting the purple class weapons. There's basically one weapon for each of the uh 
color types, right? So one green, right. one blue, and one purple. And I have like a number of purples, and I don't really feel like I'm really making huge damage on some of the, the higher up uh, enemies. So that would be my complaint is I, I would want to feel a little bit more powerful. Um, As you level up, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there is this set of armor that makes you uh, basically invincible. Like you have like a temporary shield. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to be kind of OP, it's worth kind of looking into where some of those little pieces are. And uh, it's not super extensive quest. You basically got to find five items and then you can unlock the this armor. So I have two of them already. Uh, so I that's something that I've been having fun trying to find out where it is and exploring different parts of this, this do they, world. Do they look cool? Um, I don't know if it looks cool, but it has like this kind of shield to it, like Tron kind of lighting. So it might, it might be kind of interesting. <laughs> and that was kind of a problem with Witcher. Some of the gear is like really well stat, but you look su- stupid as hell in some of that gear. So, uh, well, they, like, this does I, look, the armor in this game does look like it's kind of cobbled together from pieces of the metal dinosaurs or the metal beasts that are in this game. So that's kind of the aesthetic and, yeah, and it matches the looks, theme. it matches the theme, but it doesn't look like this epic suit of armor, you know? Ah, I see. Yeah. It's not destiny, right? No, of course not. Of course. <laughs> Good call, James. Good call. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what about you, Mondo? Uh, same thing. Just been playing a lot of injustice. Uh, I was streaming, uh, injustice two over the weekend and, uh, Funny enough, uh, some guy kind of just challenged me over a mixer. And uh, out of the six times we fought, uh, it was pretty even. He won the first three. I won the, the final three. Uh, I was going to do a uh, a rematch, but then my joystick uh, was a little sensitive. And I accidentally, and this is an accident, accidentally sensitive. quit. <laughs> I accidentally quit the match. So hopefully the, uh, the viewer kind of like left. And then, uh, I guess because I, I left the match as well, but I uh, tried to re-invite. But uh, good thing is, I sent him a friend invite. He accepted. We're playing a little bit, uh, I think, last night, if I wasn't mistaken, or two nights before that. And, uh, yeah, everything's Getting all your, green. Uh, win-loss record up? Uh, just a bit, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, you're getting you, better. Yeah, like, and you kind of, like, met this person through uh, being a viewer, and then you guys are playing on Xbox, so that's kind of cool. Who needs match.com? I know. Xbox Live. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Gotta make sure they're a woman first. <laughs> uh, one thing I forgot to mention, guys, uh, I got a chance to play the Marvel vs. Capcom demo. And uh, I really like how they changed it to four buttons. I think that's the, the best way to, to do this. But this looks like a janky game in terms of the art style. Thank like, you. it's not quite cartoony. And, like, I was looking at the uh, sprite, or not the sprite, but the character model for... Uh, the ghost and goblin guy arthur mm. and it like his metal his armor is supposed to be realistic metal and it's just mm. does, it's not quite cartoony but realistic at the same time the faces of the women oh, yeah. uh you know it didn't throw me off as much uh but i will agree with you guys that this story is just corny as hell garbage uh, yeah it but that being said i'm glad that it has a story and even though it's garbage um I'm I'm interested in at least playing through the mode. One thing that I thought was absolutely terrible was the loading times. And I hope it's not going to make it to the final version, but I know it will be. <laughs> Which is, you think you're about to get into the moment of the action because the characters are about to launch into a battle. And then, loading time, let's wait about 30 seconds here and uh, go and check your email while you're at it. And... Uh, and then you can go ahead and go into this match, whereas it's very seamless in the Mortal Kombat and the Injustice games. So 
Yeah, from they, what the reports out there, they're saying that this demo is supposedly an older build, even, okay. even older than whatever they showed at E3. So I imagine they probably optimize and clear, you know, clean it up a bit. Hopefully, that's my guess they would do. But you know, it's Capcom, so who knows? They might release <laughs> un- they might release an unfinished product like Street Fighter Five. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Uh, but I am interested in this game, and, and I might pick this up because I do have that connection to this series. I very much like you, these games. You get that big statue? Does it have a statue? It yeah, has it a statue. Right? Yeah, it but it's, like, it uh, goes overboard. Hamando, it's like a ton of stuff, right? Yeah, it's like five little. I think it's five little mini statues. You get like Ryu. You get like uh, plus. You get the skins of those DLC characters, and I'm Mega like, Mega Man. Yeah, it's just like. Oh, and then you the get the cool? uh, Power Stones, like real size stones. I was like, wow, like how big are those? You know. But Wait, you get the yeah. real Infinity Stones? Like, yep. life-size version? The life-size version of the Infinity Stones. I mean, that's kind of cool, then, if that's the case. <laughs> but it might be too expensive, right? It's uh, yeah. 200 bucks. I got the oh, order I, here on, uh, <laughs> on GameStop. Yeah, oh, it's this little... It. Yeah, it's this... No, I'm not buying it, but it's this little uh, collector's box with uh, six Infinity Stones. I see. Well, yeah. I mean, I can understand you skipping that because you still have that reservation for that $800 Assassin's Creed, right? Uh, <laughs> no, you know what, though? If we're going to talk about limited editions here. I was hyped because there was a cheaper version of that uh, Assassin's Creed limited edition with the uh, a smaller statue, which okay. I, I actually like the design of that statue a little bit better. And I was like set to buy it. I was like, okay, 100 bucks. It seems reasonable. I'll get a cool little statue. But here's the thing. It doesn't include... The season pass, whereas the $99 one has the season pass, but no statue. statue. (laughs) And I'm like, come on, Ubisoft. Come on, guys. (laughs) That's your Assassin's Creed for you. You know, so I was like, no, 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 no. If I'm paying 100 bucks, you better give me the damn season pass. (laughs) Do you want me to get that? And you get the statue, and I'll just give you the season pass. Mano, let's just split 400 (laughs) apiece. You guys gonna cut the statue in half too? Uh, I know, right? But uh, yeah, so then just take yeah. a photo and send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what's kind of weird. But I, I speaking of statues, I did order the Sonic, uh, you know, Mania statue. So oh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure to take some pictures of it once you do get it. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, well. That's going to do it for uh, what we've been playing, and let's go ahead and get into game news, and I'm excited to talk about this one. Uh, you know, leave it to Nintendo to have kind of some big news and, uh, you know, not really talk about it at E3. They're like, yeah, no one wants to know about this SNES classic that we're not going to talk about at E3. Ugh, I don't get it. But, you know, <laughs> I, think they, I think they wanted to hype. Mario and not have something take its thunder. Yeah, basically. Them, so. Basically, so this is a Super Nintendo classic uh, following in the line of the uh, NES classic. Now, this one costs a couple of details on it. This one costs seventy nine ninety nine. $10 more than the NES classic. $10 more. And you're going to get less games. You have 21 games here versus 30. Now, I, I'm going to get the logic on it. I'll tell you why. Because... These games are more substantial games. Let's face it, For guys. Sure. You're going to be blowing through some of those old NES classic games because, you know, they it's don't like hold up. Replay. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, exactly, because they don't hold up. But these are beefy games that you can definitely sink a ton of hours into. 
So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go over some of the highlights here if my page can refresh. Another thing to that to note that uh even though it's $10 more, you're also getting another controller compared to the first NES Classic which they gave you one and then it was kind of impossible to find the other controller on sale. So, at least you get a full multiplayer system out out of the box. Ah uh, yes, and the controllers are a little bit longer as well. Um I want to say it's like a uh, Two feet. feet? <laughs> no, they're like two feet extra. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and one of the notable additions to this is this is the first time that it's going to be released uh, Star Fox 2. This was a game that never came out. Apparently, at the time, this Super FX chip was too expensive. And uh, they really couldn't uh, – I guess they didn't see a, a reason to invest because the cartridges would have been too expensive. And so uh, – you know, I, I guess if you, James, you tell me, if you were to buy get an emulator, you could have played this already? There is a ROM out there for Star Fox 2, but it's kind of like a prototype. Even though it's like a 90% complete game, it's not fully done and could be a little janky. Yeah. Uh, but from what I hear, this one, they completed it and uh, it's ready for release. Yeah. This, is, this qualifies for game of this year if you if it's if it's that good. <laughs> All right, yeah, for sure. And uh, some of the notable games here, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, I like that. Great choice. Uh, the Japanese version gets uh, Super Street Fighter, but not Turbo. With ah, the, so no one with the Big Bird uh, announcer, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> Super Punch-Out, Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, uh, Final Fantasy 3, which uh, us that's JRPG uh, snobs will call it uh, Final Fantasy 6. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the best one. If they happen to put any uh, turn-based RPG on there, at least they chose the yeah, right one. 100%. Uh, Star Fox 1, Yoshi's Island, which is a great game. A great, uh, underrated. Yeah, uh, Super Mario RPG. Another great one. Yep, great one. Uh, Earthbound I didn't play, and I'm interested in, in playing this one. I think you enjoyed it. It still holds up to this day. Yeah. The only mechanic that you may not like is that the way it's presenting its, uh, its turn-based battle, it's kind of like a first-person where you don't really see your characters. You kind of hit upward. I forgot what other RPG does that. but Fantasy it's Star. Fantasy Star, yeah. It's very similar in the look of the turn-based battles. Yeah. Um, and this is a couple more here, but I'm not going to go too much into detail. I'm so stoked about this, guys. Now, look, here's the million-dollar question. Nintendo has promised to... Uh, make more versions of these, but they didn't say how much more. And this is going to be the problem with this, given how rabid the demand was for the NES. And this is arguably a better system. More people will want to buy this. And I be, I feel like the scalpers are going to want to make even more money on this. So right. they're going to have their little robots to, to press spam on the buy buttons. And are we going to get a chance to buy this? What do you think? <sighs> uh, wishful thinking, yes. Idea, realistically, probably not. Um, there's no way to beat those bots if it's a model program to buy them the moment it comes online. I don't know how they do it, but I don't know, man. It's going to be one of those, you know, scouring the internet, uh, seeing when the stores have stock, and then waiting in line situations. Ooh, so. my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, that might be the way to do it. Um, apparently, uh, Best Buy was sort of organized in that they were actually giving out like uh, armbands or not armbands, but you know, like little tickets, wristbands, wristbands or, or tickets uh, to so you didn't have to like super form the line. You could just kind of hang out a bit until uh, once the ticket was out. <laughs> Who wants to do that? I, I'd rather wait in line. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Monda, are you gonna try to pick this up? 
Um, if there's a line, point me to it. <laughs> nice, nice. What's like Mondo in the yeah, line? <laughs> we have our own bot. <laughs> Low bot. Yeah, no bots here. <laughs> but yeah, right. definitely ha- hi- very excited for this. This was actually, you know, is like as impressive as NES Classic was. This one was totally, just totally outshined. The first one, just based on the game selection alone, even though it's way less, just great selection there. The only thing I would have swapped, I would have replaced that Kirby Dream World with maybe Ninja, uh, Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, Turtles in Time. Turtles in yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Corner Trigger. But I already see there's already too many RPGs on there, so I can understand that. But um, that's the only um, yeah. thing there. That's pretty much it. Maybe... Not even Star Fox 2, but I mean, great selection, great for every, like, there's literally something for everybody here. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, this one we put up here from Mondo, who is a fan of the Dynasty Warriors series. This is number nine. Still Mondo, is, Mondo. I, I can't have sworn there's been more than nine of these games. What? Yeah, what gives yeah. You? there's like Samurai Warriors. <laughs> there's or, different, yeah, uh, different variations. Oh, okay. Different yeah, series so. within the same gameplay. So tell us why we should be hyped up on this one, Mondo. Um, I'm actually more hyped up for the uh, next installment, which is the open world. This is more of the uh, traditional side, which is is it just okay. the open world one? I thought uh, nine was the open world one. Was it? Uh, from then what I'm, I hear, then I'm getting confused. So this one is worth the wait for me because, uh, like I said, it's going to be an open world. And um, from what I've seen from the uh, actual gameplay reveal uh, in this trailer, it looks like you can do a lot more. Um, you can do. Uh, different types of interactions with the environment, like blow things up and the combo system. There's going to be three different sets of combos. So I'm pretty hyped up setting my bar really low because there's, like you said, Ron, uh, there's, there's a lot of dynasty warrior games out there, but this is the first one that's going to be a, like an open world. So I'm just kind of waiting to see, uh, what kind of other elements are going to be involved in this. And this is the first, first mainline next gen dynasty warriors. That is true. Yes. Because the other ones were, uh, cross-platform between this gen and last gen oh, consoles. there you go. Maybe there might be some improvements. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> next up is Marvel Heroes. Uh, this is a game that had been on PC, and it's finally getting its console version for the PS4 and Xbox One. This is set to release in a couple of days here on June 30th. I'm interested in this one. This is a free-to-play game in which they give you a couple of characters, and then mm-hmm. if you want more, you buy the rest. But I've heard kind of good things about it. Um, how would you compare this in terms of the way it plays to like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance, James? Uh, very similar. I would say more Diablo than Ultimate Alliance. Okay. Uh, it's, it's Diablo, uh, not as polished as Diablo because they don't have the budget of Blizzard, but um, same similar type of gameplay combined with MMO aspects uh, where there's um, group raids, things like that as well. Uh, there's stat building just as variety i'm sorry such as uh deep as uh diablo or what traditional rpg you would get out of it and uh if you like ultimate alliance it's pretty much a deeper version of that so you would highly enjoy it you don't have the swapping characters aspect of it where you have four at once but the other characters will be played by your friends rather than you controlling all of them but definitely worth it and i call dibs on the hulk by the way which i believe is well, one what of are the, the initial characters. characters i think it's cyclops the hulk uh don't remember the other two. I think it's a little varied between the characters. Like Rocket, I think. 
was one of them as a starter character. I don't, yeah. I don't know, but um, I believe the Hulk is one of them. Tutorial guide, sorry, because I did play this on the PC, which was like, yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, they might have changed it since then. Um, but I'm not sure what the starter ones, and you know, who knows? It might be so good, or I want to try the other characters. I'll put some money down. It. It's not a big investment if it's like five dollars for another character or whatever. You know, the game is free, so if it gives me uh, hours of entertainment, that uh, doesn't matter. Um, you know how much another character will cost me so now it says here all heroes fully playable to level 10 oh all and, play, all uh, characters nice um well i guess from the ones that it shows you maybe i don't know is there it a she-hulk yeah i believe there is she-hulk yeah it, i'm oh, wondering if there's oh. any like obscure characters that would be funny to play as you know i think so i think i saw squirrel girl in there so i would love to be squirrel girl i don't know who that is but that's pretty obscure. <laughs> <laughs> she has the power to control squirrels. <laughs> Best character. Uh, okay. Okay. Nice. But yeah, I'd be Can I pick Modok? Uh, that would be <laughs> cool. But I think there's literally heroes. Though. I don't oh, think there's any villains. So um, maybe we'll be fighting against Modok. So I'll be definitely getting this. I'll be, you know, leveling up my characters. And if you guys want to join me, feel free. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely yeah. interested in this one. And, and I'll tell you that I'm not usually into these uh, MMOs, the free MMOs. Um, but I, I like the Marvel Universe, so I'm I'm going to definitely check this out. Yeah, and the gameplay is more Diablo than it is traditional MMO, so you may enjoy that even further. Yeah. All right. Well, next up is uh, they had a trailer for uh, Battle Chasers Night War. Uh, this game looks cool. It has a great art style to it, and uh, it it's like a little dungeon beat-em-up. Uh, who wants to tell us more about it? I think yeah. it's more of a RPG like yes. it's turn-based RPG, but it's by the Darksiders guys. So it even has the same team of artists and um, oh, nice. and writers and uh, all that. But it's a different art, uh, genre compared to Darksiders where it's it looks like you have a top-down exploration portion. And then um, the battle is a uh, turn-based RPG. So I really like dig the art style. Uh, I'm not sure how the story is. It, it's, it's, it's funny because the art style looks very anime but not anime at the same time because the main dude kind of looks like guts from berserk <laughs> he has like the big sword and everything um but i don't know the gameplay looks pretty fun in terms of uh, turn basedness i like the art style uh i'm i'm looking forward to it i believe it's going to be like 20 bucks when it comes out so it's a good price yeah uh basically the creator joe madurea i hope oh, i'm saying joe, it correctly yeah, yeah, he he. This is his game, and basically, it's based off of his comic book in the uh, early '90s. So, uh, and he credits anime and other Japanese RPGs for the inspiration of the comic. And he was just really excited that they made a video game based off his comic book. And um, basically, like James uh, was on point. Basically, you're gonna get like a random generated dungeons, uh, random generated uh, area maps. So everything's gonna be different for each player, and. Different interactions within the dungeon and area maps uh, are going to trigger different events for each player. So it has a lot of replay value already. So I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, and the mechanics for the actual turn-based gameplay looks pretty fun. So I am looking forward to hear how it comes out. Yeah, this this uh, comic book series, if I recall correctly, it was notable for not being able to come out at a, at a reasonable pace. Uh, this guy, Joe Maduria, is a great artist. Um, but he just took too long to make these issues. Correct. And uh, I, I have the Wikipedia up here, and basically there was only nine issues. Uh, but somehow this was able to stay sort of in the consciousness, and it's this isn't the first video game that it's kind of come out with. So, oh, wow. yeah, it seems interesting. So uh, I'm interested in it. Yeah, we'll see how it comes out. 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, next up, this one I'm excited about. It's Pinball FX3. There are basically two pinball type games that you can get nowadays. And uh, Pinball FX series is the exaggerated, like unrealistic pinball. And then you have Pinball Arcade, which is based on real tables. So the ball has to behave in a real fashion. But I really like the Pinball FX series because I like my pinball to be really exaggerated and having moving characters and the ball can be lifted up and teleported and, and things like that. And, and this one, uh, this series has become notable for a lot of them being based on like famous, uh, you know, properties. So Star Wars, uh, South Park, Walking Dead, Aliens vs. Predator, Marvel. It's just a ton of stuff. And so this, this FX3 version is the first one designed for the current generations from the ground up because the last time it was just like, you know, HD versions of the old ones. And uh, so they promise in the uh, press release that they are going to have most of the tables come over so your money was oh, not nice. completely wasted. But they really didn't specify, and I do feel like that's going to come down to licensing issues as far as uh, which tables are going to be uh, coming along. But uh, – I'll they be, mentioned that's getting any sort of upgrades. Is it just visually with those I, old tables? I guess, I'm guessing it will be put in the new engine, so probably it will look a little bit cleaner. I don't know nice. how extensive the uh, the updates will be, though. Yeah, yeah so, sounds good. Um, I enjoy these as well. I prefer Pinball FX over the uh, Pinball Arcade, though. I mean, those old ones are cool in the sense that you can play actual pinball uh, machines, but I think they caught the, each one costed more because of that since they had to license or i guess develop yeah and you know what the problem with that one was is i just wanted to buy everything and they had multiple seasons and so it's like you couldn't just pay this one price for the whole game and you'd have to either buy them one by one or pay for this whole season but like if you wanted everything you'd pay like over a hundred dollars and so it really forced you to choose which tables you wanted and uh you know i liked it how uh, you know on xbox 360 they had come out with these compilations and you'd have like i don't know 50 or 30 tables Mm -hmm. and you just pay one price and so that's the the kind of format that i liked and so i kind of never jumped on it but i guess the best way to treat these is you're gonna like these tables if you have a nostalgia for them so you know maybe i'll go back in there and just kind of get like next generation table or the twilight zone table or adam's family things like that you know but uh, the ones that you enjoyed yeah but like look you know some of the stuff for a historical perspective it's interesting but like the older like you know 60s tables they don't hold up well i don't think they're Speaking of pinball, do you guys want to hit up that pinball museum in Vegas? Let's do it. We're going to be going to Evo next month. This the Street Fighter tournament. Was there and like I would a, definitely uh, like to I check out there, there or something. Are you guys going there? And uh... <laughs> uh, what now? <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> All right. I just heard mumbling. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah. Maybe let's hit that up let's and we can uh, play some real pinball and. See how it compares. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next up, let's talk about some of the uh, free games that are available from uh, the different consoles. So uh, up first is PlayStation Plus for the month of July. And it's going to be Until Dawn. I mentioned that last week, the game that I was playing. If you like Telltale games, check it out. Okay. So that's that one. And then Game of Thrones, the Telltale series. Another oh, Telltale that's Telltale game. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I'm, 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 I might pick that up. If you want all adventure uh, style games where you make decisions and watch a scene, this is your month. Uh, Tokyo Jungle. Now, this mentions PS3, so I don't think you can play it on PS4. Um, this is one of those indie type games, so I'm not too interested in it. 
Is that? I'm not sure what that is. I think it was like you were like literally had something a zoo and animals in the city. I don't know. It's not for me. <laughs> uh, now this one, Darkstalkers Re- Resurrection. I'm. I at least want to kind of like hit the purchase button so I can have it on my account. But unfortunately, I won't be able to play because I don't think it's backwards compatible. They, you know, PS3 doesn't do that or PS4 doesn't do that. So like, but I want it on my account in case they ever change their mind. But this was the one that was the. Now, was this the remake of part three or was it like kind of the collection? You guys remember this one? I do not. I, and, I, and I even bought this when it was on sale. Is on, it the one that was on arcade? If it was the one that was on arcade, then it's the collection. It is. It is. Okay. Then it's the collection. Okay. So that's one, two, and three. Mm, I wouldn't, I don't know. I can't it might, that, be, it might be two remember. and three or something like that. Right. Okay. Well, not, not a lot of information here on this uh, IGN story. Uh, this game called Elemental where the last AL is a four element for all. <laughs> that's a PS. That's a Vita game. Okay. Sounds like a Vita game. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Don't Die, Mr. Robot! Exclamation point is also a Vita game. I don't know what these games are. It's a great title, though. Yeah. Don't Die, Mr. Robot. Yeah, that's what they give you a ton of indie stuff. And I guess if you're into that, have fun with it. But you got to see Mr. Robot by yelling. Mr. Roboto? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on Xbox is going to be this game called Grow Up. That's the indie game. I don't know anything about it. I don't either. Okay. Uh, Runbo. Runbo. <laughs> that is either. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just yep. run, bro. <laughs> okay. I guess. Uh, those are the Xbox One games, by the way. Mm-hmm. Now, the Xbox 360 ones, and again, remember, everything's going to be backwards compatible. They got some interesting ones. They have uh, Kanan Lynch number two, Dog Days. Sounds good. I want um, to beat that in co-op. Yeah, we can actually beat that in your, like, two hours basically really that's how short it is mondo yeah it's very short oh i will stream it with you then james since mondo already passed it all right okay and uh pirates of the caribbean lego the video game i'm okay with that sounds solid yeah uh if you played one lego game you've played them all as far as i'm yep. concerned <laughs> <laughs> they are what they are and if you enjoy them yeah <laughs> All right, uh, next up here is uh, Conan Exiles. This is an expansion to their MMO. This comes out August the 16th. I didn't even know this game was available on the consoles. Uh, who's played this Conan game? It's not out on consoles, actually. It's the whole MMO is coming out on August 16th. Okay, so this is how they're rebranding it then, basically, to come out on the consoles? I believe so. I think it just includes expansions uh, in terms of its package. Correct. Yeah, um, you know... It, it, this isn't a bad game. I've heard it's it's pretty solid, but I'm you know I'm gonna put this up there with like Neverwinter or you know like the Skyrim MMO. Like uh, it's solid, but uh, you know I want to play. This is an MMO that's infamous for having a penis meter, so you can make how long oh. or short your penis is. Oh, um, and how does that come into play? <laughs> Maybe I don't know how the swing <laughs> the swinging <laughs> physics. I guess. Oh <laughs> I don't man. Know. <laughs> I'll, so, put, I'll, put, I'll put an accurate account of my penis. So. What happens if I put zero yeah. skill points yeah. into it? <laughs> it, goes, it never gets erect. Yeah. Do I get like more buff or something? I don't know. Your, your romance level or skills. <laughs> my charisma <laughs> goes down. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so this level. is a, a well-high-rated um, MMO. So it's curious to see how uh, it's finally on, I guess, console. And it looks pretty good for um, MMO in terms of its graphics. Generally... Most MMOs are kind of janky and have kind of a a lower 
resolution look not resolution but like lower uh, uh, model like player model um and graphics but this one looks pretty good for a mmo and i hear good things about it i've never personally played it but it looks just like a maybe better graphic version of elder scrolls online i don't know i'm not really too familiar with the conan universe outside arnold schwarzenegger movies and uh we'll see how it's well uh, how it's rated when it comes out yep i can barely um, remember those movies <laughs> Yeah, the second one was not that good. <laughs> that was pretty terrible. And, the Destroyer, and, uh, right? Yeah. The Destroyer. The Destroyer. The Destroyer. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the remake? Oh, the one with the Roman Reigns? With Roman Reigns? No, it's with well, Aquaman. Yeah. yeah, Aquaman. Roman Reigns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was, that was actually okay. It wasn't good, but it was yeah. okay. It wasn't yeah. worth a remake, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, last up on our list here is Crytex Hunt. Uh, Crytek is the guys that made the Crisis series of games. Um, Rise. Oh, yes, Rise, uh, Son of Rome. I like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Xbox One launch game, everybody. Um, and uh, this is like, are they zombies? I couldn't tell what's going on in this trailer, but this was a mm-hmm. gameplay trailer. And was it go- zombies? It looks like mutated, uh, like, monsters. I That's say- called a zombie. <laughs> Yeah, nah, nah, zombies don't move that fast, and they're not oh, okay, that smart. Okay, so fast zombies? No, 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 these aren't. No, no, sir, no. So no. in other words, it's kind of like, uh, what was that, 28 Days Later? 28 Days Later, World War Z. But those are kind of like mutated, um, you know, things too, but anyway. Um, those aren't zombies. It, that that <laughs> gameplay trailer seems super dark. I couldn't tell what's going on. Yeah. To be fair, I, I skimmed through it, but, uh, you know, I'll wait till there are uh, reviews on this one. Um, it it interests me because, yeah, it interests me because it's like a co-op game, and I guess you work together to take on these things. M- Mondo, maybe you have a better understanding if you can explain it to us. Um, basically, you're just trying to survive uh, different areas of the game. Basically, it's like just think of you're in like New Orleans or in the Bayou, so to speak. So you're like in swamp infested area, Bayou, and uh, <laughs> get some gumbo while we're down there. And uh, basically, you're just helping each other out. And what you're trying to do is basically just survive this onslaught of these, uh, I'm going to call them monsters. I don't think they're zombies. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> And uh, from basically what I saw from the gameplay trailer, it was really awesome. Like uh, the two players, they were really uh, communicating back and forth. Uh, some of the monsters came at them and, you know, they had whatever they can uh, muster off the ground or off of dead corpses. And uh, it really looks fascinating. Uh, the There was like a cabin. And I believe they threw like a Molotov or they caused it to explode. And it was like really awesome. So uh, environments are very interactive in the game from what I've seen. So, uh, so far, I'm really excited for this game. Uh, Like Ron mentioned, it did look really, really dark. Uh, So hopefully they'll fix the lighting on that. And yeah, it it looks like something uh, like a bio survival horror game i guess yeah i think i'd be interested in as well i like these scary games in co-op because that means i can play them without being too scared so i'm all for that all right sounds good well that's gonna do it for us uh as always we just want to give people a reminder to uh give us a review it's very helpful to us on either itunes or the google play store give us a five-star rating say what you like say what you didn't like and if you want to give us any show feedback, ask us any questions, feel like we can improve the show, you can reach us at easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. And uh, go ahead and like our Facebook page. And uh, that's going to be about it. 